solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by Cody Davis. Today's episode is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Cody has a huge surprise for the listeners and viewers for today's episode, of course. Can't wait to dive into it. You guys are here for one reason, one reason only. Yesterday was to hear about us complain about the DC <laughs> Texans loss, but today, Cody, take them down that road. Let's talk Texans. Yes, sir. And on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, you guys are going to have an opportunity to hear the interview that I did with Houston Texans wide receiver Danny Amendola. I had an opportunity to speak to him on Friday. He was a part of eBay's Hard to Find gift shop. And we had an opportunity to talk about his recovery, whether or not he's going to return to the season, his love for sports trading cards, and of course, where are the Houston Texans at this rebuild? And ladies and gentlemen, you guys are going to hear that in the second segment. And of course, as always, John and I are going to share our thoughts about the interview to close out this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. But ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the fun stuff, we got to talk about stuff that might not be too much fun in a sense, because as you guys know, Tyrod Taylor was benched on Sunday in favor of rookie quarterback Davis Mills. And there is a big question going around, not just the Houston Texans right now, but throughout the league in terms of who's going to start for the Houston Texans on Sunday when they take on the Seattle Seahawks. Now, John and listeners, it is a question that David Cully did not want to give the answer to during his media availability on yesterday. But given the bombshell report that he gave us, it is safe to say that Davis Mills will be the starting quarterback because David Cully mentioned during his media availability Monday morning that Tyrod Taylor has sustained a wrist injury and there is a slim chance that he has a couple ligaments in that wrist that are torn and it might require surgery. So unfortunately, it seems like we have seen the end of Tyrod Taylor as the Houston Texans starting quarterback. Now, with that being said, John, there's five games left in the 2021 season. And it seems like this organization is going to move forward with Davis Mills as their starting quarterback. As they we should. already and as they should. We already got a pretty nice sample size of the potential that Davis Mills has. And we also got the small sample size of the the negative side of Davis Mills, which is just a normal rookie quarterback to a certain extent with five games left, John. And we know it is this NFL draft is going to be extremely important, but with five games left, what are some of the things that you want to see from Davis mills that will make you feel comfortable in the Houston Texans moving forward with him, at least for the 2022 season, because these last five games might be, 
one of, if not the most important stretch of games for Davis Mills' career because I think these last five games is going to set up the course of his career to whether or not he's going to be a starter in this league or whether mm-hmm. or not he's going to be a career backup. These these five games are going to be very important. I'm going to let you go first, and I'm going to share my thoughts about this as well. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to say to uh, Danny Amendola is being a, a card – a big card guy, traded uh, a collector. What would you say? Uh, I want to. I want to know what's his most famous or sought after card that he has. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Would it be a Pokemon card? One of the uh, the hieroglyphic. The, was it the hieroglyphic Pokemon cards back in the day? Oh, yeah. used to have man. <laughs> yeah. You put it in a laminated bo- uh, box <laughs> and you don't touch it. Like that could be worth some some money right now, but. To Davis Mills' points, you know, we've seen Davis Mills throw for 240 yards, 250 yards. We've seen good games. We've seen bad games. But what we have not seen a lot out of Davis Mills are red zone scores. And I think that's what I want to see in the last five games of this year. I'm looking up his stats right now. He does lead the team with 1,400 yards right now. Davis Mills has seven touchdowns on the year with eight interceptions. He was sacked 22 times, right? But – I want to see him score more out of the games, the sample size games that we saw to Davis Mills. We saw him score against the Carolina Panthers. That one game uh, to Anthony Miller, we saw him score have, I want to say three touchdowns in the game against the Mm -hmm. New England Patriots. Right. But we've seen games where there's interceptions. There's no touchdowns. There's interceptions. There's no touchdowns. Right. I want to see him score. I want to see him have an opportunity to take command of this offense. Here's why I'm worried. When we saw him out there and we we actually had an opportunity to see Davis Mills produce good drives at times, right? It came down to whether or not they were going to be able to finish. And what was, I'm sorry, what do we always blame? Tim Kelly's play caller. And I don't Mm -hmm. believe that, unfortunately, I don't believe that we will see a difference in what we saw previously from Davis Mills compared to the last five games of the season. And I hate to say that for that young man. I do believe that he has a little bit more to offer or bring to the table for the Houston Texans, but this offense is a mess. With the return of Tyrod Taylor, this offense was not good. In the last three games, which is what Tyrod Taylor played in, they have an average score of one point per quarter. They're not uh, in the first quarter. They're not a good offense. They are not. And what we've seen time and time again is the inability or trust issues between Tim Kelly and what his quarterbacks can and cannot do. It was easy for you last year because Deshaun Watson, there may have been times where Deshaun Watson heard a play and thought to himself, I'm doing the opposite. He can do things Mm -hmm. like that. Quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson, who doesn't come around often, have the ability to make bad decisions look good, whether that be from the quarterback himself or the play caller. For Mills, Five games, I want to see four to six touchdowns. And that is not a lot. you got some guys out there that will get you 10 or 12. Because he's a rookie, because he's going up against you know unfavorable circumstances, four to six touchdowns I think is fair. I want to see him get the ball out to Brandon Cooks, get him that target. If he's going to be the captain of this team, the end-all, be-all at wide receiver, give him the targets. Prove that he can still play. Get Nico Collins, the, the, the rookie wide receiver, your Draft mate, get him involved. And Brevin Jordan, I think it's very important that we get those two young bucks involved for four to five 
Uh, 46 touchdowns is what I want to see out of Davis Mills before it's all said and done. And John, I agree with everything that you just said, but I do want to add this as well. I just want to see Davis Mills just play with a little bit more consistency in his game. You know, it just seems like one week he was solid. The next week he was bad. The following week, he looked like the best rookie quarterback in the entire league. And of course, that was the game against the New England Patriots. Then the week after that, he looked like the worst quarterback in the league. And that was in the game against the Indianapolis Colts. That is where I want to see Davis Mills improve the most in these last five games but John the one thing that I am a little bit afraid of the six games that we saw Davis Mills play on the center David Cully Tim Kelly talked about how they changed the playbook in order to fit his skill set and which they should which they should but I'm hoping that they let go of his hands and let him go to work because there was times especially during those times when they decided to run a hurry-up offense, that is where Davis Mills looked his best. And in order for this organization to put this man in a position where he could succeed, they need to play to his strengths. I would say this. When he first got into the game on Sunday, I thought that first drive he looked good. Yeah, you know, that was the best drive all game. Yeah, he got an opportunity to get out of the pocket. I want to see more rollouts. What I believe in rollouts and play actions is – and. For Tyrod or Davis Mills, while they're not going to be as effective as we may see out of other quarterbacks in the NFL, is because your run game is so non-existent that it's not throwing anybody off defensively, right? If you if you do a play, uh, play action, well, we don't trust that you're actually trusting your running back to make his decision, and we believe that you may have an opportunity to roll out, but I do want to see him more have more rollouts, excuse me, more play action opportunities, get him out of that pocket, allow him to, as what they credit him for, that sneaky athleticism with his legs, right? Now, I want to see that. He had an opportunity on Sunday to do that, and I want to say the pass ended up going to Brandon Cooks when he got out of the pocket a little bit and found Cooks going on the opposite way. Do that, man. There's no way for the five games – you don't allow him to say, you know what, go out there and rip it. What are you playing for? Uh, uh, a Twitter mate made this point. The Houston Texans are the first team to get eliminated from the playoffs, and they have a better record than the Lions. So there's nothing to play for right now aside of the future. This guy has the potential to be a part of your future. If that's the case, you know where you're going to head next year. Say, hey, man, throw the ball. Everything you've been comfortable doing since you started playing this position, do it. And I think that's fair. You guys listen to the Locked On Texans for the power of knowledge. You can switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes. All on America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. And when you get that new Boost Mobile phone, give me a call. Can we talk for a second about taking a winter trip west this winter? Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner for the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and elite experience features like a pregame celebration with NFL legends, a five-star L.A. hotel, and more. Visit location 
exp.com slash SB56. For more information, visit exp.com. On location, exp.com slash SB56 for more information. Thanks for making a Locked On Texans podcast your first listen every single day. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are free and available on all platforms. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why you make Locked On Texans your first listen of the day, because we have content that you guys cannot find anywhere else. And of course, I'm talking about our exclusive interview with Danny Amendola. First off, how are you doing? I know you had a little cleanup on your knee. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, um, you know, just kind of... Had to clean up some, some damage from last week, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, day-to-day, day day, week-to-week, trying to get back as soon as I can and try to help this team win. So uh, I'm excited for the future, excited for what this team can do, and, and um, you know, ready to help in, in any way I can. Yeah, with that being said, you are planning on coming back this year, correct? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, yeah. Uh, just a minor procedure I needed to get done, and, and it was, you know, with the anticipation of playing again this year. Otherwise, I don't know if it would have happened. So, um, you know, had to put my best foot forward and, and try to get it done quick. Mm-hmm. Made a made a quick decision to get it done, and and um, you know, hopefully try to get a, try to get back out there quick. Awesome. What is keeping you um, going back out there? Because you know, as you know, Texas season yeah. hasn't been that great. You know, yeah. two and nine. Yeah. But what is driving to keep you in order to um, you know get back out there on the field? couple reasons man I just love playing the game first of all um you know a lot of respect for for the game how far it's come and and um the direction this team and in the city is going um mm-hmm. but yeah just try to help my team win try to try to um you know formulate a role on a team try to expand that role and, and, and try to be- play the best football I can mm-hmm. um of course everybody know the story earlier this year you say you were sitting at home fishing and, st- and stuff yeah. like that yeah you got the call from um Nick Casario about yeah. coming to Houston. What, yeah. what was it about the Texans that wanted to make you come here? Well, I'm from Houston, and mm-hmm. and um, you know I grew up watching the Oilers play, you know going to the Astrodome. So I have a great perspective on this city and, and the, the game of football in the state. So living in Austin, having family here in, in Houston, uh, was an easy decision. You know I love the guys in the building. I love the you know the GM, the head coach, all the players. You know the, the support staff, the medical staff, strength staff. Everybody's cool. Mm-hmm. They make my job really fun come to work each day and uh gives, just gives me a great perspective on the game and my career so i did not know you was from houston <laughs> yeah yeah from the north side oh cool yeah. you, you yeah. grew up in houston yep grew up and born and raised in, in the woodlands texas went to mm-hmm. the woodlands high school uh, before i went to texas tech and then you know it's been a blessing to come back mm. you know i know i know you mentioned you know you grew up an Oilers fan what was yep. it like what was it like here in houston growing up with the houston Oilers? it was awesome man i never went to a game uh went to a lot of astros games never got to go to an Oilers game before they moved town um but you know, it broke my heart when they moved. I have had a bunch of Oilers gear growing up. You know, the the old school Hutch helmets, and so I've been running around my yard in Houston with Oilers gear, trying to dream of one day playing in the NFL, and, and just really thankful to be back in Houston. Kind of come full circle for me and my family to uh, get the opportunity to play here. How has your career been? I mean, you know, of course you had an opportunity, you know, to play with the New England Patriots, of course, play with Tom Brady, won a couple yep. Super Bowls. Huh? When you look back on your career, you know. What is it that you are most fond of? Um, probably starting at the bottom and, and working my way up. You know, undrafted, uh, practice squad for a year, 
thankful for all my opportunities and, and, and you know got to play my first game as a St. Louis Ram in the regular season and kind of build from there and uh, just put my head down and work and try to try to play for as long as I can try to enjoy this game and this sport for as long as I can luckily it's lasted 14 years for me in the league so um, just coming from nothing really and, and, and having the opportunity to play at the highest level on the biggest stage and uh, that's probably something I'm most fond of. I always wanted to ask you, never had an opportunity to, you know, and you know, do the media availabilities, but who was it like playing with Tom Brady? Oh, man, just just a great player, dude. Great great teammate, great friend. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom's the GOAT in my eyes, not only because <laughs> not only because he can he can play at an extremely high level, but mm -hmm. he can raise the level of play with, with his teammates around him and in the locker room, and everybody kind of steps their game up to play for him, kind of like Kobe did and, and kind of like Michael did. So it's really it's really something to be a good football player, but to also get your teammates around you to play their best football too is why he's so special. Mm -hmm. Taking a break from your career, can you tell me about this event you got yourself involved yeah, with today? Yeah, this is sweet. So I'm a I'm a uh, card collector at heart. You know, have have a bunch of cards on display at my house in Austin, and, and it's, this is something that I've been doing my whole life. Just getting a fresh pack, opening them up, looking at my favorite players, some inspiration, reading their stats, um, you know, learning about where they're from, and and this is just a great opportunity to kind of you know take a step back, a little blast from the past, look at some of your favorite players, some of the guys you used to watch growing up. Have, you can actually collect these cards, put them on display in your mantle, and, and, and it's actually a really good conversation piece for your friends, and you can just kind of, and they're actually worth something too, so yeah. you know, you can hold on, hold on to that value and, and, and share it or trade it, and, and then, you know, really just enjoy it. Now, are these your cards that you're selling? These are, these are not my cards, but mm -hmm. I, have, I have a number of them at my house, uh, but these are these are cards that you know the collectors here for eBay are, are selling. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. and, and as as a collector yourself, you can come into the store today, tomorrow to to get these for yourself for for the holidays for your friends for mm -hmm. your family, and it's just a great way to kind of you know keep rolling in the sports world and and, and, and share memories and, and and games that we all used to love watching. So. Mm. Who was your favorite players growing up, and did you have their cards by any chance? I'm originally from New Orleans, but I've okay. been in Houston for like 13, 14 years now. Okay, perfect. So I loved all the Houston teams growing up. I loved the Astros mm -hmm. uh, growing up. Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell, um, all these guys, Ken Caminetti. So you like the original good I like Astros. The, I like the original. <laughs> it just brings me back to you know growing up as a kid mm -hmm. and, and dreaming of one day being on, on you know the, a professional field. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe one day they'll make my card, and you know obviously. And, and, and you know, I've been fortunate enough to have that happen, and it's just—it's just a way to really kind of reflect and, and, and just gain inspiration. I love, I love the Astros. I love the Rock. I love the Rockets back in the day when they went back-to-back championships, yeah. Clutch City. Uh, when Michael Jordan took a break and went to <laughs> baseball, and gave us a chance. And, um, yeah, anything Houston, man. I, I love, you know. The Oilers broke my heart when they moved to Tennessee, but you know, I was happy to see the Texans come back to town and, and just revive the city with, with football. So. That being said, do you have your own cards? Like, how many cards do you have? Oh, do you yeah, have some with the Texans? Yeah. I don't, you know, I get them in the mail. And, mm -hmm. You know, people send them to me as gifts mm -hmm. or to sign, ink them up, send them back, which I do. And then I haven't seen how many I got. I don't know. I, I usually, you know, I, I usually recognize them whenever I see them. So, um, I get I get most of them come sliding across my desk throughout the year, so I get to take a look at them. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty unique what they can do with them now. I mean, you know, 
you can put you know different filters on them, and, and obviously everything that has to do with photography and still frame and stuff mm -hmm. like that, 3D uh, holograms, stuff like that. So it's really cool to see how far they've come. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, you know, going back to the Houston Texans season. Well, before we go back to the Houston Texans season, you, you know, of course, had your opportunity to sketch your name into the Super Bowl um, uh, by making one of the biggest plays. You know, how was that for you? You know, because I know one thing I noticed since I've been talking about you, you always talking about you know the fact that you went undrafted, the fact that you know you, you came from nothing. You know, kind of like an yeah. underdog story. Yeah. You know, how was it for you to go from that and 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 then what was it in twenty fourteen or fifteen? Uh, we played. We played one in in uh, fourteen and fifteen, and then seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. how was it for you to go from that until you know being a, a contributor and actually making plays in the yeah. Super Bowl? Man, it's been it was great, dude, and it, it's just kind of a testament to all the hard work of the guys around uh, the locker room and, and, and the work we put in those individual years to get to get to that to that stage. And, and I was lucky enough to play. Um, one of those Super Bowls here in Houston. Yeah. So I had, so I had a bunch Atlanta, of my family. Yeah. So had, yeah. had a bunch of my friends and family out for that one. Mm -hmm. And it's just, again, another perspective and priceless, priceless memories. So it was awesome. You know, going back to the Houston Texans this season, I got to ask, how is David Culley as a head coach? He's awesome, man. I've, he's a guy that's been around the game forever. I, I met him when I was a rookie in the league. So I've known him for 14 years now. Um, he's an old ball coach, man. He knows every single thing that has to do with winning games. What needs to go into winning games? It's you know, it's 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 on the group as a whole to get it done, and and we're continuing to strive to do that. We're working, you know, day in day out on the practice field, in the film room, in the weight room to, to try to get that done, and just continue to build and and, and put. You know, guys in the right position to be successful. So, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a great coach, man. He he gets us all playing hard, and, and he's genuinely a great dude. So it's, it's great to play for him. Great to have this opportunity. Is there anything about David Cully that has surprised you? Um, he's he's he has great perspectives on the game, and he has great perspectives on life. And being in the meeting rooms uh, for the first time this year with him, uh, since I was with him 14 years ago, I get to gain those perspectives that he's learned the past decade and a half. To, to get where he's got today and, and he can he can relate anything uh, from the game itself to working hard being on time controlling what you can control to everyday life like you should so you know you can really kind of take what you learn from the game and in the locker room to apply it to your everyday life and that's something that I really value in him Sure. Last question that I have for you. Um, one, do you plan on coming back to the Texans for the 2022 season? And if so, you know, of course, you know, you've seen it's a lot been said about the organization and stuff, but, you know, you are inside the building. You can see there's, there's starting to be a foundation that's going to be built in order to help this team rebuild for the future. How do you see that going along as well? Um, as far as myself, you know, I, I take it one week at a time regardless. And then after each year, um, I kind of assess my, how I feel mentally, physically, emotionally, and, and, and decide then if I want to play again. But uh, for me, it's one week at a time. So go from there and then, you know, do whatever I can to help this, this organization build a uh, foundation, build uh, camaraderie with the guys in the locker room and, and, and try to um, put, our best forward, put our best foot forward to, to be successful in the future too. So um, that's my role as an older player. Uh, you know, I can really help. You know these younger younger guys with uh, what to expect, what to look for, how to control it, and um, and be successful. So that's why I'm here. Awesome, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you too, man.
Great conversation by Cody Davis while speaking with Danny Amendola. I can't wait to dive into that and talk about the interview, but I also can't wait to tell you about Beachbound. In life, we are all bound by different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound by adventure, passion, bound by discovery, bound for togetherness, immersion, rejuvenation, or you may just be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort myself, I'm bound to end up at a poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight, getting some chicken wings. You guys know I love wings. As long as I've got a good view and a great drink in my hand, like a Hennessy lemon drop, I'll be as happy as I can be. With beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. Welcome back, guys. That was Danny Amendola. This is the Locked On Texans podcast, and thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs, your second listen. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, it's free and available on all platforms. Cody, you know, I'm shocked. You didn't know he was from the Woodlands area, man. I, I, I think that's why, <laughs> you know, Nick Serio gave him a phone call back, but that is it really? Well, <laughs> listen, you see how I was going? That was former Patriot. <laughs> exactly. Wide receiver Danny Amendola, uh, who's had a couple of kind of good moments for Houston so far this year, battled through injury. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this team and the bad that we've seen. However, this team has been hit with injuries. Tyrod Taylor, Danny Amendola, Laramie Tunsil, Kamun Gugier-Hill, uh, Christian Kirksey. There's been a lot of... <laughs> Just overturn and, and bad juju around this team, but great conversation there. And, and Cody, what was one of the main things that you were able to take away from discussing football in the Houston Texans with Danny Amendola? That he is definitely definitely needed in the locker room, and I say that because when you take a look at a team that's rebuilding, and look, I understand it. When you talk about the Houston Texans, the one word that you don't want to hear is culture. However, for a team that's rebuilding, for a team that has went through so much turmoil, like the Texans over the last, what, 16 to 18 months or whatever the case might be, you need a veteran presence inside that locker room that can actually help set a foundation. And the reason why that was important to me is because, you, as you guys know, I also cover the Houston Rockets. When I take a look at Eric Gordon, when I take a look at DJ Augustine, I'm looking at two veterans who are very important to the Houston Rockets rebuild, and that is part of the reason why we've seen them go from a 15-game losing streak to a six-game winning streak, and it's part of the reason why a lot of those young guys with the Rockets are starting to find their niche because, look, Kevin Porter Jr., um, Jalen Green, Alperin Shagun, all of those guys need a veteran player to lean on. And when you look at the Houston Texans side of things, regardless of what, regardless of all the nonsense that has been going on, Davis Mills, a guy we just finished talking about in the first segment, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, uh, those guys need a veteran to lean on. Yes, there's Brandon Cooks, but given how bad this organization has been, they need more. And when I sat there and talked to Danny, I felt that he is a guy that is needed in the locker room. And it's part of the reason why I'm actually happy that he is going to come back after the three, four week period. Hopefully, you know, I think that will put him like the last game of the season that he will be able to come back and finish out the season. But John, that is of course the biggest takeaway that I had. And like I mentioned, 
I understand when you talk about the Texans, you don't want to hear building culture. You don't want to hear all that foolishness because let's be real. The Texans kind of tainted that word and kind of tainted how important that is for a young and up and coming team like the Texans. But he is definitely a veteran that is needed within his locker room. You know, my thought was how much or how needed, you know, where does he stand with Houston for the future? He's an older receiver in the NFL where, you know, it's harder and harder to go through the daily grind of playing in the NFL. I don't believe that he is a, a player that, in respects to Danny and Mandola, why should I come back to Houston next year? Mm. Right? And so, you know, we, we know what Danny has been able to do in his 14-year career, uh, the Super Bowls, playing with, uh, not playing with Tom Brady. Why am I going to – if I decide to play football again, well, the only reason why I choose to come back to this team is because you guys are the only – team that actually gave me an offer. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure Danny Amendola should be a target for Houston next year. And again, this is out of respect to Danny Amendola in, in his career. But I do look at his situation as they gave him a call, gave him an opportunity. He was able to make a couple of plays for Houston so far this season. I don't think he should play again after that three to four week period of rehabbing after the injury. What is the point? You have other guys you can play. You still have Jordan Vici on your practice squad. You know, I think he's a player that we talked to him early in the year before the season started. Mm-hmm. Get him out on that field, right? Get get some of these guys that are, I think, more deserving of an opportunity because of the type of franchise you are. Get them on the field and let's see what they can do. But for Danny, you had your moments for Houston. I don't see a reason, excuse me, I don't see a real reason why he should be brought back for next year or this season at all. I'm John Hickman. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. Tweet us. I love you guys when you tweet. Follow us on, uh, I'm sorry, subscribe to us on YouTube as well at Locked On Texas. Like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.